FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. The story that we heard Friday afternoon, I think that's when the report started coming through about this whole cash and transit story, 18 people left dead. It now turns out that it's 19 people in a gang. That's on a well, is that a gang? 19 people to me is an army. It doesn't certainly, certainly doesn't sound like a gang at all. What was that all about? What is this? Chad Thomas is the CEO of IRS Forensic Investigations. We've asked him to help a plot our way through this very, very strange story. Chad, a very good morning to you. How are you doing? I'm good in you. I am well, thank you. So, first of all, is 19 people a gang or an army? <laughs> um, it, it, it's a difficult one. Nineteen people would would constitute a gang, but it could constitute a a squad of, oh, of soldiers. Squad. We That's talk we talk about soldiers when it comes to really? when it comes to the CRTs. They they've recruited guys that have military training, or they have ex military members with military training to train the new generation of CRT robbers. When one looks at their weaponry, when one looks at the way in which they conduct these these um, cash and transit heists and other serious armed robberies, they do it with military precision. All right. So what what was this story? What do we know so far? What we know is it was intelligence-based. Information was received that a gang that had been operating in Humalanga Limpopo as well as in Kharteng had set up a safe house. Now, generally speaking, when a robbery takes place, everybody disappears into different areas, mostly rural areas, until the um, the matter subsides. Because normally the police institute was called a 72-hour emergency reaction plan, and they start picking up as many suspects as possible and trying to ascertain who was behind it. So it's very seldom you find guys together. The only time you find them together is when they're in the final stages of the planning of a heist, and a heist is imminent. So this is a very important fact. Having 19 people together in the same vicinity at the same time means that there was a major heist plan. And that amount of weaponry and those amounts of people and the vehicles and the infrastructure being created meant that we had a major crime that was about to take place. Intelligence had the, the place under surveillance. They had the necessary information. They put together a team together with their SAPs and DPCI members, and a takedown is initiated. Unfortunately, the the suspects, being violent criminals as they are, fought back, mm. and it must have been an incredible battle because the battle lasted one and a half hours. Wow! And one of the most wow. experienced members at the scene, a lieutenant colonel who is an ex um, task force member, sustained injuries. Had those injuries seen to, and then went back into battle. So it was literally a battle of an hour and a half. So when you use the, the when you coined the phrase at the beginning, was it an army? Yes, it was. It's incredible. An hour and a half, and nineteen of uh, nineteen of them killed. I mean, that means that uh, was there were there any that were uh, that were taken into custody? We don't know the true. Um, the, the true details as yet, it's still coming out. Um, it's currently in flux. Another body was found yesterday, I believe, because yes. the crime scene is still active, which is why the figures um, it, it increased. But what's, what's of significance here is the fact that these guys were not prepared to just give up. 
They weren't prepared to show the white flag. They were prepared to fight. Now, understand, the police, the Hawks, went in hard. If these guys were prepared to fight in that, in that environment, knowing that these guys were prepared and they were calling in backup from other units, then one understands just how dangerous these guys are out in the field when they're committing these armed robberies and committing these heists and why we've seen um, close to 35 police officers killed in the last year and countless security officers that have passed away. These guys feel nothing to fight back. They feel nothing in pulling the trigger. It's, it's actually quite, uh, quite something. Does taking down 19 of them... Um, let's assume that no one was taken into custody, so we know that it is 19 at the minimum. Uh, does this put a dent into this ecosystem, do you think? A very slight dent. When one looks at the amount of, of gangs that are operating and copycat gangs that are operating, this is one of the more professional gangs. You look at the safe house, you look at the vehicles, you look at the armory, and you look at the training of the guys. They were able to keep the police at bay for an hour and a half. Then you've got the copycats that aren't quite as prepared, aren't quite as as um, well-trained. They're the ones that get caught generally. It may put a dent um, in, in some of the syndicates, because you must remember, some of the soldiers are for hire within other syndicates. Um, it, it doesn't mean that they're all part of one syndicate. Syndicate share drivers, syndicate share explosive experts, syndicate share soldiers. So it, it, it will... It will in some way disrupt some of the robberies you would have seen going into this period of time. Because remember in the last quarter of the year, this is when we generally hear a spike in armed robbers, specifically yes, CRPs, yes. towards the, the, the Christmas holiday period. So it, it, it's going to create a, a slight dent in their operations, but not as big a dent as we would like. Yeah, it's, 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 just, uh, it's just absolutely remarkable, the extent of this. And uh, I, I, it is also, I mean, unfortunately, I read that, uh, that one, of, uh, one of the police officers has lost uh, his leg in this altercation. But aside from that, that 19 of, uh, 19 of the perpetrators were taken down uh, with very, very minimal uh, injuries on, uh, on, the, on the police services side is really quite something. It is. It, it just shows that when there's actionable intelligence and the right members are deployed, you can neutralize a gang. It's a pity that they couldn't do a house penetration and go in hard and neutralize them a lot quicker. Um, I don't think they're expecting a gunfight to ensue and last this long. But we've seen similar incidents in the past. We saw this happen about 20 years ago at, uh, at, at, a, at a retail outlet in the south of Johannesburg, in Kenilworth, near Serpentine, where a gang of armed robbers were ambushed, and it was a, it was a significant shootout with a significant loss of life on the side of the perpetrators. We've also seen in, in recent years leading up to just pre-COVID, uh, we've seen a lot of intelligence-based operations where they've monitored gangs, and when they've come together, there's been takedowns, and there's been a few lives lost. This is significant because 19 alleged criminals have lost their lives, and it will make a slight dent in CRTs going forward. But it also shows that our intelligence are now being used for the correct purpose. They're being used to get out there, to get accessible intelligence, to pass it along to their colleagues, to put together these multidisciplinary task teams 
and to effect takedowns and to neutralize criminals. Well, I must tell you, I heard um, Andrea Johnson speaking the other day, and uh, in, just in terms of her focus and trying to um, eliminate the, the some of the the criminal gangs, and uh, I was so impressed with 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 the focus and with the intention. It doesn't mean that uh, she was too happy with how things function uh, from from one department to another, but it was very very inspiring to hear her speak on the subject. It is. Look, the investigating directorate is Scorpions 2.0. When they started um, a few years back, um, they started with just a 100 million rand budget to capacitate a new crime fighting unit. Whereas if you look at the Hawks, their budget is is 2 billion rand per annum and and can only capacitate half the necessary members that are needed within the Hawks. So 100 million rand was was small in the scheme of things. It's been increased to around 350 million rand. But now that it's going before Parliament and it may become a standalone unit, we're going to see a lot more money pushed their way. Um, and we're also going to see that they're not going to be using members seconded from the NPA and members seconded from the Hawks because that's created a knock-on effect. There's less prosecutors now involved in the, the, the prosecution of specialized commercial crimes and there's less investigators within the Hawks because they've been seconded to the ID because the ID can't afford to capacitate themselves by employing their own members. So once the ID is fully capacitated, it's going to take a lot of pressure off the Hawks and the NPA who've had to basically prop them up up until now. And we've seen that with legislation in place, there isn't really much need to change existing legislation to help empower them. We've got the Prevention of Organized Crime Act of 1998, which is an incredible piece of legislation. We've got the Prevention and Combating Corrupt Activities Act of 2004, another incredible piece of legislation. So once the ID is fully capacitated, there's going to be a difference, but not just in respect of tender fraud, PPE fraud and state capture, but also without that knock-on effect, without them having to have members fed to them from mm-hmm. the NPA and the Hawks, we're going to see the NPA and the Hawks able to concentrate on other matters that they've had to leave and file 13 while helping capacitate the ID. That is uh, where we leave a chat. Thomas, CEO of IRS Forensic Investigations, talking to us about the uh, the altercation or the arrest or no, not arrest, the uh, the killing, in fact, of nineteen gang members uh, connected to cash in transit heist.